Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here. Today's episode of Mazodcast is brought to you by Schlafly Beer, a homegrown beer from here in Missouri. It's delicious, it goes down cold and smooth every time, and makes your erections longer and stronger. So drink up, Mazodcast fans. It's Schlafly's. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. It don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is Gator fan grief counselor, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And a high-functioning alcoholic and degenerate gambler, Caleb Bungard. Hello, children. So, guys, Missouri played Florida, the Florida Gators. Some predicted them to be winning the East this year, but instead they're 3-5 and five after Missouri won the game 45-16. to 16. Yeah, I think I had predicted them <laughs> to win the East this year. Mm. But it was a very... Spooky Halloween weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, we won. Yeah. It was more than just a win. It was a big blowout win, and the Gators never even looked to be in this contest. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't think any of us predicted that. Obviously, this was a great time to play Florida. Florida had just fired their head coach, Jim McElwain. They were clearly down, but we'd been in this situation before. We had played LSU after the firing of Les Miles, and we thought, oh, this could be a good opportunity to play LSU. We were smacked in the face with reality. And then, uh, this time... Turned out in our Tigers' favor. Yeah. I am uh, trepidatious about getting too excited about the Tigers, especially on defense. I mean, on offense, I'm, I'm pretty well bought in. But on mm-hmm. defense, I'm like, this is the worst offense I've ever seen. And it's not ours. It's Florida's. You know, So our defense looked pretty good. And mm-hmm. Terry Beckner Jr. had another good week. But I want to see him do it against – well, we don't play anybody else good. So I don't mm-hmm. I, they better be this the rest of the year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think you're right. We've been playing worse offenses, and that has helped our defense. But the, I think the defense has definitively played better mm-hmm. over the last few weeks, regardless of the talent level. I mean, we're not going to be playing Georgia every week, nor should we. By God, they're the number one team in the country. And the defense has stepped up to the challenge. I mean, Florida, we knew what they were in the midst of a quarterback controversy. They played Malik Zaire this week. And, you know, it's interesting because we talked to Chris Doran. And he is terrible. <laughs> He is awful. Malik Zaire, not Chris Doring. No, he's terrific. Yeah. <laughs> no, Chris Doring had said as much because I had asked him during the midweek show. I remember show, him saying he was ter- that guy was terrible. I asked Chris Doring whether he thought Frank would be benched because mm-hmm. there were rumblings about that. And he didn't give much credence to it, but he did say that he didn't think Zaire was a good option. He thought uh-huh. that basically all he was capable of doing was making one read and then running a little, mm-hmm. and that he didn't provide much that more than so what he, Frank would So he give. called him terrible in a much more professional way than I would. <laughs> right. He didn't think that it was a, a good option for Florida. Turns out it wasn't. Yeah. They didn't look very good. They had a couple good drives, but each time Missouri managed to bend but not break and allowed mm-hmm. it. 
three field goals, and it wasn't until the very end when Frank went back in, they got a garbage time touchdown that they actually put a ball in the end zone. But Missouri's defense kept the Florida offense, bad as it is, out of the end zone for most of this football game. Yeah, it was impressive. They look good. They look like they know what they're doing. Isn't it bizarre, though? I mean, this is the same team. We The calls for Barry Odom's head came from two games, if you ask me. I mean, the, the rumbling started after we gave up so many points to Missouri State. But then after bad losses to South Carolina and Purdue, the fact is fans were as pissed off as they've been in the last three sure. years where they could have been pissed off. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even look like the same team is on the field anymore. The it names are the same. It I, almost feels like we're apologizing for them winning games they should win right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because they played so bad against teams they should have played, you know, well against. Now you're apologizing because they're beating a shitty Florida team. Mm. Well, and Florida fans seem to think so. Yeah. We've said it before. This is, you know, for Barry Odom, this is what he needs to do if he wants to mm. save his job. Because if Barry Odom t- coaches 10 seasons in the SEC as Mizzou's coach, he will never have a schedule line up the way this one does. Mm-hmm. You're never going to run into a Florida and Tennessee and Vanderbilt and Arkansas, and they're all cumulatively the worst hot dog water, hot garbage shitstorm that they are hot right now. Hot dog water. Hot. I want to get all those drops in there. <laughs> but yeah, it's we have reached the soft underbelly of our schedule, and who knew it would be when we run dead headlong into SEC play? Well, the thing is, too, Looking at Purdue, they're not that good. They're, yeah, they, they have fallen on their face. Mm-hmm, and, but they look great against us, and mm-hmm. we really got their hopes up. They're not that good. We looked like as bad a football team as Missouri has ever fielded mm-hmm. earlier in the season. Really so, did. And that's saying something. The, the thing that Missouri, this game we saw them against Florida t- on Saturday, it looked exactly like what we were hoping Missouri would be, a really good offense and a defense – hopefully a little better than last year. Mm-hmm. And that's what we got. We got a defense that has mildly improved and a really good offense. And the really important thing to me and the thing that gives me hope going into this soft underbelly of the schedule is we did it with the run today. Yeah. We have our best running back out of the game, and we put an Ish, you know, two-headed monster of Ish Witter and Larry Roundtree the third, and we ran up the gut against Florida. And I think, God, I, I can't remember our first quarter – 80% of our plays were running plays. Well, at the end of the game, if you want to talk about balance, we ended the game with like 250 yards passing, 250 yards running. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't beat that. And it wasn't all the same play. It wasn't just long bombs to Emmanuel Hall for touchdowns. No, and there was some of that. There was some of that, but it wasn't just that. And mm-hmm. it wasn't just the same play to Albert O mm-hmm. up the middle at tight end. No, there was some of that too. <laughs> That's right. But we got Kendall Blanton in the game. He scored a good touchdown. Mm-hmm. And after the Albert O play was snuffed out, you know, there's really I don't know if you can make any complaints about the way the offense played, and we haven't been able Even to say Jamon that all Moore year long. Caught the ball, Jamon Moore caught the ball. Everybody caught the ball. Everybody did what they're supposed to do, including special teams. As a Division one college football player, I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, no longer Corey Fatoni and everybody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tucker McCann, he missed I think the first extra point attempt of the season, and yeah. has made every other attempt since then. He's come around, other than getting suspended one game for charges for which we do not know. But he's playing somewhat, you know, consistently. We guessed it was stealing potatoes in, in, during the Idaho. <laughs> right, game, I think that's fair. But I mean, you know, if 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 even Tucker McCann is playing consistently, things are rolling. Yeah, I really, I mean, I look, we're coming up on Tennessee, and I'm like, we should win this game. I can't imagine saying that. Well, you know, a few weeks ago, but and truthfully, against Florida, I was like, ah, we'll still probably lose by 14. But after watching them, not just beat Florida, 
But fucking trounce Florida. I mean, 30 flat points. out fucking trounce Florida. I'm like, well, why can't we do this mm-hmm. exact same thing to Tennessee? Well, 11-point favorite. Yeah, I was going to say, Las Vegas agrees with you. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday night, and as we as it stands, Vegas has them as the 11-point favorite over Tennessee. And most importantly, as we speak right now, Butch Jones is still their head coach. I know. This is, this is our dream. My only problem is is that after we trounce Florida, is beating Tennessee going to fire Butch Jones? I don't think it is. I'm mm. pretty sure right now they've told Butch Jones that he can coach the rest of the season. Yeah, it looks there's, no, there's no way they haven't told him he's done. Well, yeah. did you hear Butch Jones talk about Missouri after the uh, game? They asked him about the upcoming game, and he said, Missouri's the hottest team in the nation. <laughs> he does. That. The guy says the darndest things. Yeah, Butch Jones says the darndest things. When his football career doesn't work out, and it won't, maybe he has a career, him and beloved dad, Bill Cosby, yeah. can start together a show. Butch Jones says yeah, the Butch darndest Jones things. Butch Jones is, uh, for Halloween, I was told that uh, his Halloween tradition is to take his kids uh, trick-or-treating. Mm, weird. And they're way too old to trick-or-treat. And then he um, drinks bourbon and absinthe mm-hmm. until daybreak, listening to Monster Mash on a repeat. That's that's just a little inside dope for you guys as a podcast <laughs> fan. Sounds like, like, that's, sounds like every Saturday for me. <laughs> yeah. Mm, interesting. Whatever thought. happened to the Transylvania twist? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't expect that to come up in tonight's show. <laughs> well, hey, it's Butch Jones. That's what yeah. the guy does. Hottest team in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, say, say they went out. Does Drew Locke play football for Mizzou next year? Or yes. Is he, or does he go to the NFL? Nah. He's, I'll cool. tell you what, that brings up an interesting question. Because if our record wasn't hot garbage, Drew Locke would be a potential Heisman candidate. I mean, you can't call him a Heisman candidate because we were so bad, and he was so bad in mm-hmm. a handful of games there. But he leads the nation in TD passes right now. He has <laughs> 31 TD passes. That is the best in all of college football. He has 2,795 yards passing. That is first in the SEC. Mm-hmm. He's passing. He's completing... 60% of his passes, almost 61%. That is, for Drew Locke especially, that's the number. And he's mm-hmm. doing it against SEC teams. Yeah. Is the thing you know, that are going to say at the end of the year. Drew Locke did this against SEC teams. So you go, let's not get out of our skis, but let's get out of our skis a little bit. Mm-hmm. If he continues to play this well and rolls into a senior season, is there a potential? Obviously, we got to win games for that potential to be there, so it's probably a pretty shaky <laughs> ground to be on. But my goodness, the last time you could even consider something like this was Chase Daniel. and uh, But... Drew Locke is turning into what everybody thought he would be. Too bad we had to wait two and a half seasons to get there. But, I mean, he's done it against Georgia. He's done it against Florida. He's going to get an opportunity against Tennessee. And he's done it against every rumdum we've played mm-hmm. since he's been a freshman. Well, they yeah. said in the, in the post game that he's finally got the grasp of Heupel's offense That since it changed from Gary's that it took him this long to figure it out. So maybe that's the truth. I don't know. I'm well, not a fucking football coach. The weird thing to me is the very first drive of the game. The, the, okay, so we've had this three-game winning streak, which uh, who, who knew we were going to say winning streak this season. And every single game – even against Yukon and Idaho, our first possession, we've had some disastrous thing happen. We just laid shit turd burgers mm-hmm. all over the field. Through the first possession. On the yeah. First, yeah. yeah, and we did that this week against uh, Florida. We were driving, doing, moving the ball really well, and then Drew Locke threw a pass into the end zone. It was clearly some sort of miscommunication between him and Emmanuel Hall, and Drew Locke went ahead and threw the ball to a wide-open Florida defender. Well, and for as badly as Drew Locke has seemed to have played in a few games, he still almost eight interceptions for the season Mm -hmm. against 31 touchdowns. And that's something that I think Drew Locke suffers a little bit from expectations. And Brennan, you've said it before, you know, it's much easier to exceed no expectations than it is to achieve or meet. To live up to high, you know, those expectations. And so when Drew Locke finished the season last year, you go, 
Look at his stat line. He's up at the top of the SEC in all of it. And if you counted all the touchdowns that were dropped for him last season, you go, he would have had a very good season. And now he's doing this this season. I mean, we've been big Drew Locke fans. I don't want to seem like we've been down on Drew Locke necessarily, but... No, there was a point in the season where I said I was done with Drew Locke. Yeah, you, you did say that. I do remember that. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't remember that, but yeah, it does Brent, sound like something you'd done. say. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was done. But, but good thing the internet forgets. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Well, what I was getting at, Colin, is these last three games of our winning streak, he's, we've done something bad. Not all Drew Locke, but we've done something bad on the first possession of every game. And then we've proceeded to completely right the ship on each of these games and look fantastic going forward. This exact same thing happened today. After that bad pick... Drew Locke made no mistakes the rest mm-hmm. of that game, and the it only good doing it. The only weird thing to me is that Barry Odom keeps him in these bl- three blowout games, and Barry, and Drew Locke plays late into the game. Mm-hmm. And did you notice all the Drew Locke quarterback keepers he was given this week? Yeah, that seems that was. I, if anything, that was just like let's throw something at him that they're not going to expect because yeah. nobody expects Drew Locke to be running around like a gazelle. No, because we mentioned how he looks like you know, baby Bambi on a, on a frozen pond when he runs, but, but those keepers were working mm-hmm. and they were not expecting it. It was a little twist in the hypo offense. I think he saw something in Florida yeah. and I think Florida was hoping if anything, they could stop a run mm-hmm. and the, you know, the read option plays and then drew lock keeping it and, and running for six, seven yards before sliding. They weren't ready for that. And nope. they just added another option to our offense that Florida couldn't defend. And then when they couldn't defend the run, the pass was open later in the game. Well, I think, if anything, the game plan with those design runs for Drew Locke and just the fact that we we pretty much ran 80% of our plays in the first half of running plays was mm-hmm. just a concerted effort by this coaching staff to throw stuff at Florida that they weren't looking for. Mm-hmm. Like, what they would think we we're going to zig, so we're definitely going to zag. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes coaches can get too cute mm-hmm. and go away from what already works. But in this case, it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't too cute because it got the job done. You know what? It smacked me of, you know, like in the World Series just finished up. And when it gets down to game six and game seven and, you know, there's no games left to play mm-hmm. and the coaches pull out the bullpen and they pull their starters to pitch in the fifth, sixth, seventh innings sure. because they it's a win or go home situation. I think for Barry Odom, he looked at this game as a win or go home situation and it's a winnable game against an SEC opponent, jobs on the line. He was pulling out all the stops. Yeah, it so was no. If Drew Locke breaks his damn neck, then mm. by God, he's going to break his damn neck. <laughs> yeah. I got to keep this job. Right. Well, I mean, it's not Missouri State where you basically run five plays out of the playbook and keep the rest of it secret for the rest of the season. This was everything we got. We're putting it in there. And if mm-hmm. it means Drew Locke's got to slip around on ice for six or seven yards, we're going to, by God, make him do it. And then Ish Witter. I feel like every week we say Ish Witter played pretty good for what he is. Mm-hmm. Ish Witter's just flat out playing good football right now. Obviously, Larry Roundtree the third was running really well as well, but we haven't really felt the loss of Demaria Crockett because of how well our other running, how deep we are at running back. Ish has become a serviceable back. And the one thing I'll say is when they hand the ball to Roundtree, he does get two more yards per carry mm-hmm. after the hit. He reminds you much more of Crockett. Well, yeah, I mean, but again, I mean, Ish Witter's not a bad back as long as you don't treat him like he's Thunder, as long as you know that he's Lightning. And mm-hmm. like I said, he's, if he's not overexposed. And so, you know, you're, I'm, st- I'm They're still mixing gonna, it up well. I'm still going to scream at the television when it, we go into the jumbo package for, to try to smash it into the end zone and Ish Witter's a running mm-hmm. back. But, you know, we didn't do that. I mean, for the, the you know, Emmanuel Hall got that long pass. It was initially called a touchdown. That on review, it was put at the one yard line. We didn't give it to Ish. We gave it to Roundtree. And what did he do? He smashed it into the end zone. It wasn't the Ish Witter jumbo package. We figured that out. Well, I guess. And you gotta and you gotta give a shout out to Emmanuel Hall. He catches everything. And yeah. for a te- for a team that I feel like even before the bad season was perpetually dropping footballs, Emmanuel Hall catches everything. Mm-hmm. I was sitting. I watched the game at a bar 
I had a buddy sitting with me who does not follow Mizzou closely, and he was like, uh, that first Emmanuel Hall catch that he made on the sideline, at like jumbling, falling down, mm-hmm. catching the ball, and it was like, good God. And like, who is that guy? I was like, that's the only wide receiver I've ever seen Mizzou have that catches the ball every fucking time. Mm-hmm. And he sat on the bench for the first four weeks. <laughs> I was like, the reason he was on the field is because we had to kick a guy off the team to see him. Because he called him. the coach to go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and I, I would love to tell the entire coaching staff to go fuck themselves mm-hmm. for this guy sitting for the first four weeks. It is kind of a glass half full, glass half empty situation because we're playing good football right now. The, the glass half empty situation, because you want to say, good job, Barry Odom, for getting these guys up and, and coaching them up. But the glass half empty part of me says, this is the team we expected to see going into the season. Why did it take halfway through the season to get the players ready to play football? You know, we we should be ready by August, not mm-hmm. by November. I tell you what, the one thing, if you go kick a fucking mud hole in Florida and then you go do it to Tennessee, perhaps, and Vanderbilt and Arkansas, it's got to help recruiting. Well, that's my other question is we've had these guys fall off in recruiting because we look so bad and I think they were embarrassed to come play for Mizzou. But do some of these guys come back? Do they circle back? I doubt they circle back. I mean, these back. are high school kids. They like what they saw last. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're, and we're playing good, and we've been recruiting them hard. On the plus it's side, the only recruiting. two teams playing well are Georgia and Alabama in the country, really. Yeah. I mean, everybody else is f- failing all over the place. So, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's, they're going to those two schools, you have a chance at this point if you right the ship. Mm-hmm. I just I, I couldn't have fathomed us being in this position after the Purdue game. No, I mean, we were pulling our hair out, and we were saying you know, everybody is right to be pulling their hair out right now. We're playing absolutely horrifically. This looks like Kim Anderson. Mm-hmm. And Kim Anderson never did this. Kim Anderson never won a big game when it counted. No, he never turned the team around. He mm-hmm. never made improvements. And if, if, if people get down on Barry Odom too quickly, they can definitely get high on him too quickly. You know, this is one game that we shouldn't have won that we won. Mm-hmm. And Lord knows we've better. been down on him. Yeah, we have been down on him. But I'm not going to get high on him yet either because, I mean, he's got a lot more football to play. Do you, you never do, get high on your own supply, Colin. <laughs> yeah, that's good advice. <laughs> do, you get, do you get higher on Barry Odom if we do the same thing to Tennessee next week? Yeah, I mean, there's an old saying with coaching is that you can only play who's in front of you and good teams keep bad teams losing. You know what I mean? Like, what Barry Odom really should do right now is win these football games. Mizzou is in a better place than Florida, than Tennessee, than Vanderbilt, than Arkansas. I mean, we should, I wouldn't doubt that we're favored in all those games as of today. Right. Now, if we go get our heads kicked in by one of these teams, that line will obviously change. But right now, to look at it, and just this week, in a vacuum, Missouri should win out. Mm -hmm. You know, based on what you see. No, Barry Odom, I'm going to get high on Barry Odom if he does what he's supposed to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Throughout, you know, I mean, if, if he and if he goes one and, step at a time, well, yeah, if he goes and kicks the shit out of fucking Tennessee, that's great. But if he goes and gets beat by Vanderbilt, not we're right, so great. We're right back to where we started, you know. Or if he goes and, you know, what if Burt throws a fucking seventy point beat down on us in Arkansas? Are you going to be yay, Barry? Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, I will say that I think Barry saved his job, regardless mm-hmm. of the outcomes from mm-hmm. this point forward. He just took the reigning SEC's champion and beat him by thirty points. It's almost you'd really have to shit the drawers right now to not. You know, at least get to five wins. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I this team's a fucking enigma. We talked about it on the midweek show. It is a fucking diaper full of denty more stew. We don't know what we're looking at. The people who have to pick the lines for these games. What is this team going to be? Who fucking knows from week to week? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a absolute guesswork when it comes to Mizzou right now. Because what are they? Can you tell me what they are? No, but I'll tell you one thing. Uh, the SEC Network guys were absolutely dumbfounded by the Tigers' performance. A lot of people were. You saw that they were just, oh, well, we saw Paul Feinbaum say on SEC Nation, I didn't pick Missouri to win their spring game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. And uh, a lot of those guys are like that. And 
it's one of those things where Florida fans bemoan how, you know, a team that isn't even supposed to be in the SEC, they're not qualified to be in the SEC no, because we're you know, four years ago, three years ago didn't exist because they have short memories like goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like shocked now. How does it change the perspective of a Mizzou amongst those types of people, amongst the SEC network crowd, which always dismissed us and has dismissed us for the entire year, rightfully so. But they don't dismiss Florida. Sure, they know that Florida's down, but they did not expect a 30-point smashing. Do the same thing that Georgia did to them, the number one team in the country, after we put up 28 points on the number one team in the country. But I'll tell you this, we're going to have to go into the break talking about expectations and how people think about Missouri. We're going to do something we haven't done in a long time, guys. I don't know if Caleb's ever had the opportunity to do this. I've heard it. Sour grapes. Yeah. Sour grapes. There are a lot of sour grapes out there. So I've watched a kid from Owensville play twice this year. Uh, name's Wyatt Ellis, plays quarterback for him. So are you, are you stumping for this guy? I'm stumping for him. I think, I think, I don't know who's offered him a scholarship. I have no idea anything about that. He plays football, basketball, and is an all state track guy. 6'3, 210, has a rocket for an arm. Best high school quarterback I've ever seen. If Mizzou doesn't offer him a scholarship and let him play football, they're done. Because he will play somewhere. We're probably going to get at least no less than a dozen tweets this week telling us that he signed with Alabama yeah. six months ago. The, the, <laughs> the, 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 like, kid, oh. the kid plays both ways on the field. He could play D back. He could play quarterback. He is a athlete. Someone sign him. I know. Look at him. Go do both something. Ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Missouri's going to certainly in this room. <laughs> Missouri's going to certainly get need in a where you fit in, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that non sequitur note, we're going to head to the break. <laughs> Come back with sour grapes. This is the Mazatcast. Stop! Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. More listener music coming to us from Sticks. This one's called The Cave, and we've been getting some great music. We can't keep up with all of it, uh, but it's all been good. So if you want to send yours in, themazadcast at gmail.com. That's how you get it to us, and uh, we'll try to get as much of it on as possible. I can't so. believe all these people that are obviously talented artists mm-hmm. would listen to this fucking garbage podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. They're much better than we are. So anyway, we're going to get into what Colin, did you have to open that now? You couldn't wait during the break? My apologies. <laughs> what do you got there? Oh, this is a Schlafly white lager. Yeah, it looks They're delicious. delicious. Yeah, I'm I've been drunk. drinking a lot of these. <laughs> I've noticed, yeah. Tell they, us about it. Well, it's uh, quite delicious, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a nice fella 
mm-hmm. works for a company called Schlafly. They gave us a bunch of this stuff. So yeah, I've been helping myself to drink a shitload of it. Yeah, we uh, we we str- there you go. We struggle to put on a quality show when we're not drunk, but it's hard not to get drunk when you're drinking a delicious Schlafly beer. Well, you know, if they wanted to to help us with the quality of the show, giving us free beer is not the way to do that. <laughs> yes, while you should drink responsibly, there's no guarantee that we will. Yeah, absolutely. And the white lager is good. Mm, it is delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they give us a lot of that. I like the coffee one too. What's that one? The coffee stout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that a really good wintertime beer. Yeah. So uh, or yeah. summer or spring or fall <laughs> or whenever. I drink morning. it in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before you drive that company car. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure they love this. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly the what cops, they wrote. The cops never know. They just smell coffee on my breath. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what they were hoping for. That's right. When they gave us that sponsorship. Yeah. Colin, uh, while he cracked his in the middle of recording, we have been cracking them, uh, you know, more sensibly. But they are good. So yeah. we recommend all of you get out, buy yourself a white lager from Schlafly. They're very Available most anywhere. Yeah, I just want to put be on the record right now, Brennan. If you're mm-hmm. not drinking Shafley beer or Shafley, <laughs> perfect. Incorrect. You're not a goddamn American. Mm-hmm. It is born and bred in America. It sure is in the great state of Missouri. All right, well, let's get on to where we were supposed to go before you cracked open that delicious Shafley beer, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, let's do a little sour grapes. Yes, it's time for Sour Grapes. It's the first time in 2017 we've been able to play that intro. It's the, last, it's the first time in a long time we beat an SEC opponent mm-hmm. who has a... Uh, Angry ridic- fan base. Well, a ridic- fan base. Yeah, exactly. Or a ridiculously high expectation of what their team should be. And, uh, yeah, Colin, what have you got for us? Because I'm eager to hear. Do they have a lot of respect for Mizzou? <laughs> and I thought, of course. you know, they're probably going to lose Let me read this, this first one. Break. It says, Mizzou's a pretty good football team. They belong in the SEC. Glad we got to play them. No, I'm Sorry. obviously lying. That's not a real tweet that mm, anyone no. in Florida would ever see. No, no, no. Let's see. Um, let's go with uh, Justin Stanforth. I remember when we got our first SEC win, too. Week three, and not against a team that just fired their coach and 11 players. Stay classy, Mizzou. Hashtag Sorry, Missouri. Great. You know what? Who is this insulting? Yes, I've noticed this trend. Last year we had it with Arkansas fans because they were saying, yeah, you beat us, but we're fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. So stick that in your crawl. It's like the old Shooter McGavin, I eat shit for breakfast. Yeah, mm. you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a word earlier than us. Yes. Now you're not going to get any more. No. And you just got whooped by 30. So yeah. it's good not for like you. We beat you by seven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we fucking put a flat beat down on you. Mm. This one just is from Bob John. He says, hashtag Go Gators. Missouri sucks, and their fans suck too. Hashtag fuck Missouri. Sour grapes. Yes. So uh, not just the team sucks, Brendan. We suck. Yes. We Everybody be- listening, remember, you suck, according to Bob Redneck. Suck it. <laughs> mm, yeah. We Fucking use dirty Bob Redneck from Florida. <laughs> Uh, hashtag. I think I saw him on Live PD last night. Pasco County, Florida is where he's from. <laughs> yeah, okay. Mm. Sucks we are now the Mizzou of the SEC. Mm-hmm. And see, this presumes that we have always been as bad as Florida is right. right now. Right. Which we have not. Right. But it becomes very apparent to me as I read these that, that even – I thought it was just they didn't know Mizzou existed because we were in the Big 12 before the SEC. Like, they just assumed right. we were terrible always. We never competed. But no, even in within the SEC, within the last five years, having won the division twice – they're still like Missouri. Yeah. Well, as I said, all SEC teams have memories of goldfish. <laughs> and interesting fact about this game, between the two teams, 
the last four SEC East champions. Two for Florida, two for Missouri. Yeah. We'll just never fit in. We were a split state on slavery. Yeah. Uh, the South was not, so it's going to be hard for them to let us in the door. Yeah, all we, the weren't, we weren't gung-ho on slavery, and that's pretty much a big, mm-hmm. there's going to be a thorn in their crawl. Yeah, we, did, we only dipped our toes in the water, I guess, <laughs> yeah, for them. We, were, we so. didn't try to secede at any point. We were that's pretty, why we tried. Listen, we were pretty, um, guys, I'm going to give them the credit, what credit is due. We were pretty wishy-washy on slavery. Mm-hmm. We did yeah. not take a firm stance. Right, and they don't like that. No, no. Yeah. Wyatt tweeted, Missouri sucks at everything. Florida now sucks worse. So, you know, backhanded compliment mm-hmm. or insult? I don't know. We're pretty good at making beer, apparently. Yeah, mm-hmm. delicious, delicious beer. But we suck at everything. Sour grapes. Now, if he was talking directly to the Mazodcast, if this had been at Mazodcast and said, we suck at everything, you could see that there's an argument there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do suck at everything. But he's just, like, encompassing the whole state. Mm-hmm. I've seen people in Missouri do things that are not don't suck. Yeah. Not a lot, mm-hmm. but some. Make delicious beer. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's right. So Brandon Joyce said, only a matter of time before we become a championship team once again, and you stay mediocre. Sour great. I don't even know where to go with this one. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be a champion again, and we're going to stay mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, They've been pretty mediocre for the last decade. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's 2007. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the last non-mediocre year for them. When they had a taking them to the <laughs> national championship games. Yeah, they were pretty good. If you didn't know it, Jesus was a <laughs> Well, not Jesus necessarily, but Tim Tebow certainly. Well, he is Jesus. Oh. If you didn't know. I've been confused. Yes. I think we know exactly where I'm going. And Brennan, do not take this out of the podcast. <laughs> I can see the look on your face. It stays in. <laughs> it stays in. You guys can't imagine how much stuff I say, and Caleb for that matter, that Brennan takes out of this podcast. <laughs> All right, let's see what's the next one. Wait. Missouri has a football team? Wow. Well, I guess congrats on the win. Sour Again, another one of those. It's like, who are we insulting here? Mm-hmm. Congrats on the win. We have a football team. I didn't even know it until we pounded your team by 30. Well, I also want to point this out. Not only have we won the East twice, this is not the first time we whipped the shit out of Florida. Yeah, I think we're pretty much 500 against mm-hmm. them since we've joined the SEC. So that's like they just fucking railroad us every year, and this is a fucking anomaly. And I have to question this guy's football knowledge. Mm-hmm. He just now knows we have a football mm-hmm. team. We won his, his the division that his team plays in twice. I have a class. Five years. I have a question for you, Colin. Uh, was 2014 a long time ago? <laughs> well, I guess that depends on if you're a goldfish. <laughs> yes. Or because, a human being. Because this last Saturday, when we won 45 to 16, that was not the biggest beatdown we gave of Florida. Because three years ago, in 2014, we beat them in the swamp 42 to 13. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I wish I would have known that. I would have tweeted that out to everyone that, that, that did this. I mean, mm-hmm. like, realize this is only the second time. This is the second we, worst we time beating we've given you. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess the same. 29-point wins. Yeah. In 2014, 2017. Every couple of years, we beat the shit out of them by 30 <laughs> points. Yeah. But they don't remember it That's because, again, Goldfish Bowl. Yeah, they recruit a couple more murderers like back in the day, and mm-hmm. they'll start kicking an ass again. Mm-hmm. That's right. Great job, Mizzou. I was going to ask, how does one and four in the SEC taste? COD Sports Editor tweeted that. How does it taste to be one and four in the SEC? I don't know. What is Florida's record? Mm-hmm. Are they tearing it up? By the way, they're three and five overall, so oh. mm, pretty good. I don't know. I guess we should look up their SEC record. Yeah, but they have three wins, and you know that they didn't all come from SEC teams. So Florida's three and four in well, SEC play this year. I think this is a premature tweet. Let's see where everybody finishes because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I feel like there's a lot more. I not feel like there's a lot more wins on Florida's mm-hmm. schedule in the SEC. Yeah. So we'll just we'll we'll, we'll bank that one for later. Mm-hmm. 
Come on, Mizzou, act like you've been here before. I don't even what know what that, that means. I guess because they clapped when they went off the field, they were kids were satisfied by a big victory. <laughs> yeah, we beat Florida, everybody. <laughs> Look how excited they are to have beat us. Yeah, act like you've been here before. And the truth is, I think we just alluded to it. We have been here before. Yes, that's true. We've done it by twenty nine points mm-hmm. before. Yeah, just a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, so it, it happens. It, you'll have that every few years. You'll have that on big jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida's mediocre this year, so this is what it's like to be Missouri. Actually, well, you're worse than Missouri. We beat you by thirty points. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, uh, I think they're forgetting several mm-hmm. components of this. And like I said, again, not the first time. No. These are all bad arguments by Florida fans. Yeah. They are the Kansas of the South. They, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know. It's pretty insulting, Caleb. I mean, Caleb, you haven't done this before with the sour grapes. I mean, wait till we play Tennessee and win. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, like that's right. Know, don't get out of your skis here, Caleb. Yes. You haven't seen Tennessee tweets yet. God help us, we beat Tennessee next week. <laughs> you want to see god-awful, the bottom of the barrel, just subhuman fans. They Wait till you see yeah, volunteers. Yeah, Tennessee doesn't hasn't even didn't hasn't had a actual winning championships for them since you know in the last decade. I mean, they have you have to go all the way back to Peyton Manning, who I don't even think was a Brennan. <laughs> he loves Papa John's pizza. I know that, and and certain types of insurance. But uh, yeah, so I mean, Caleb, be ready for that. And if, I mean, Arkansas throw some some curveballs at you. Wait. We'll have to. We're going to have to get a bracket out. Mm. Mizzou needs to win these games just so we can kind of accustom ourselves to what we can expect from the fan bases, and we can really we can rank them at that mm-hmm. point. I feel like don't be premature though. Yeah, Florida's fans are clearly subhuman wretches that no one would ever want to be in the same room with. Much yeah, less nobody's snow. arguing that, Brandon. Let's yeah. not argue that. But who's going to argue that? This Tennessee people? still exists. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. Mm-hmm. As much as we'd like it them not to. Mm-hmm. I'm Fair. Here. Yeah, so, okay. So let's do the next tweet. All right. Don't gloat, Missouri. You basically just beat a poorly coached JV team. Sound Again with this great. theme. <laughs> yes. We're the worst, and you beat us, so don't be happy. <laughs> yeah. You're insulting yourself. Oh, yeah. You're saying that you're better than us, but we're the worst thing ever. And so then you win the argument? Yeah, it's like a girl going, yeah, don't get too high on yourself because I just fucked you because my pussy really stinks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wow, congrats. Why is that what it's like? Is that the exact analogy that it's like? I think it's pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah, I think that works. I don't, I, it's How still, many times have you heard that in your life? <laughs> you don't want to know. Here's one from Danger Allen. Ooh, he his says, first name's Danger. Not his middle name, his first name. No, he says, a lot of these Mizzou fans live in la-la land thinking their offense is any good. At least Florida fans know their offense sucks. Sour I think that. that just speaks to the fact that again they didn't they don't know Missouri exists. I'm like our offense has been pretty good for like four straight weeks. I mean, we put up almost thirty on the number one team in the country. Yeah, that's right. We sure did. This is one of my favorite ones. Florida did not. No, yeah. they didn't do that. This is one of my favorite ones because it is so Florida. Not only is it inaccurate, but it's spelled poorly. <laughs> is the guy tabbing it in jean shorts or something? <laughs> Probably. It comes from Joe Massa at TV Joe Twelve, and the reason I say at TV Joe Twelve is I'd like everyone to tweet back to him. He says. Four and five, and their best season in years, and now they talk shit. See in Gainesville. First of all, they're spelled T H E R E rather than T H E R. Of course it is. And also their best season in years. Again, goldfish. Two years we won the division, and that was 2013 and 2014. And see in Gainesville, 2014, we beat you by 30 points. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> they sure is. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, hey, mm-hmm. Mizzou still sucks. Facts. They're not a real SEC team. Hashtag UF versus MIZ. What? Why do we suck? Facts. F A C T S. I don't know. What was Again, he? Florida fans tend to be illiterate. That's what I'm learning. I'm, not, I'm having trouble figuring out what he misspelled. What do we suck? 
facts, apparently. We suck at facts. But we I suck. mean, how do you, how do you, I mean, I could understand if he was trying to spell Cox and it, in, in his phone corrected to, I don't know, something else that starts it does, with It see. doesn't autocorrect to facts when you put <laughs> no. Cox yeah, in exactly. your phone. Yeah, exactly. Colin, I know that from personal experience. Yes. The same guy, this is FL Gator Fan 777. He says, Mizzou is garbage. They're not a real SEC team. Wait till the East is up more than this year. Is there an outline? What does that mean? <laughs> is there an outline for being an Sorry. SEC team? Has anybody ever seen it? Yeah, apparently it's not being from Missouri. That is the only qualifier. Well, I think we talked about earlier, we really kind of didn't take a strong stance on slavery. Mm. And truthfully, there's only one stance to take to get you in the SEC. So mm-hmm. we didn't take the strong take. Why, why does Vandy never catch this? Just because they're smart? I mean, because yeah. they've, they've been, been terrible for terrible. terrible for years. Yeah. Well, every conference has to have their fucking whipping post. I think we talked about this when we first started the show. It's like Missouri is in a position where we're never going to be loved because we were sold to the SEC in one of two ways, and that is um, – Either like, oh, this is another Vanderbilt. It's going to be an easy win. Mm-hmm. And then they are mad at us because they lose to us. Right. Like, you know, when we beat Florida by 29 points. Like today, or yeah, this weekend. we're sold to them as Vanderbilt and like, oh, we're not good enough to be in this conference. So either we're supposed to be bad and we're beating you and fuck you, you're not SEC, or we're supposed to be bad and we are bad and we're beating you and you're not good enough to be in our conference. There's no winning. Yes, there's You know no what I mean? Like either we're beating you and we are not shouldn't be here or we're losing to you and we shouldn't be here, but we just shouldn't be here. Or you're not taking a position on slavery that is pure, <laughs> abject evil <laughs> yeah. like the rest of our state. And states. they don't mouth Texas A&M because they have all the guns down there. Mm. Well, not only that, Texas A&M believes in owning people. Yes. Mm. So, I mean, they're, you know, they've got that in their back pocket. Yeah. Well. This game, boring as fuck. And I was going to tweet something mean about Mizzou fans, but I'm being bigger this Saturday. Oh. I like this. This is kind of Trumpy, and it's like he was going to tweet something about how Mizzou fans are terrible, but he's so big, he's not. He's going to tweet about how he's not going to tweet about it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to tell you how bad Missouri is, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> also, he misspelled boring. <laughs> how did he spell it? He spelled it boring, mm, which nice. is not how it's done. Hey, that's how what I did this morning, but I did a little boring. Yes. <laughs> the old lady, <laughs> you borned her good. Yeah. The, um, the, Every single Florida tweet we've read so far has had some sort of horrific misspelling. Yeah, well. And they own slaves. Uh. <laughs> oh, I like this one. How the fuck we let Mizzou blow us out, man? What the fuck? Well, I'll tell you how. Sour Same way you did in 2014, because you keep doing it. You suck. You suck <laughs> yeah. at football. You're terrible. I'm going to guess most of these people uh, majored in gator farming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had presumes they went to college. Yeah. Uh, that's that's not a college class. That is a tech. Here's the last one I got. This one comes from us from Tyler Hickman five. Bruh, Mizzou sucks. What the fuck? <laughs> well, again, I just, I just feel like it comes as a shock when we every time we win. We wrote him back and we wrote, bruh, guy, dude, bro, what the fuck? Sour grapes. <laughs> Sour grapes. So yeah, that has been. Sour grapes. It was a great. It was a great deal of fun. Oh, I enjoyed it good. very yeah, much. Yeah, welcome to the fold, Caleb. Hopefully, we get to do this again. <laughs> oh, Caleb, I wanted to mention uh, we did our first ever episode of uh, Caleb the Greek's Pick of the Week. That's now sponsored by. Uh, we have a new sponsor. It's called Game Six Honky Tonk Joint in St. Louis. We actually have the owner of. Game six on the phone with us before we get to him. Caleb the Greek. Caleb He's, the Greek. Caleb is not Greek. It's more a reference to his sexual peccadillos. Mm, yes. uh, Caleb yeah, the Greek. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, but uh, you know, if you bet with Caleb this first week, you made money. Yep, sure did. We had the uh, early game, you know, Memphis, I told you, was, I think was the Stone Cold lock of the week. Mm-hmm. The Lana Lead Pipe lock. Of the yeah. Week. Mm-hmm. So they played Tulsa. There was a cover in that game. Easy, easy, cheesy money. 
get your money for the weekend. Dollar, on dollar bill, y'all. Mm-hmm. And I believe I went in the second game and had Wisconsin covering. Was that mm-hmm. correct? That is correct. Uh, and Wisconsin did cover that game, so you had two in a row. You mm-hmm. should be ahead. Boom. Yeah, it looks like the uh, parlay money, was money, in place. Money, money. And then the third game was the Kansas State-Texas Tech game. Mm-hmm. And Kansas State ended up covering that in the last second. So they got a touchdown, two-point conversion, won it in overtime. So two for three on that. Bad beat for Caleb. It on was that a bad beat. I cried a little bit about it. It's if your you, own fault for betting on a team from Kansas. I mean, nothing goes right when you involve Kansas in man, anything. Caleb. Uh, fucking Bill Snyder. If you bet with Caleb, you made money. Unless you took his parlay advice, then you didn't. <laughs> there was one guy on Twitter that said he won 20 bucks and was going to lay it on Mizzou. So yeah, let us know how you did on that one. Absolutely. Well, uh, we're going to d- bring Caleb back this midweek show. So before the Tennessee game, he's going to make his picks. We're going to add a little twist to it. We're going to make Caleb go up against another fine picker of games, a coin. <laughs> Heads or tails. And, uh, it's going to be tough, guys. Can Caleb beat the coin? Can Caleb beat the coin? Caleb versus the coin. So stay tuned for that in our midway show against Tennessee. But before we do that, let's get to Ryan Binkley. He is the owner of Game 6, and he's our new sponsor for the Caleb the Greek Pick of the Week. On the line with us now is a new sponsor to the Mazadcast, uh, Ryan Binkley, owner of the Game 6 Honky Tonk Joint that's opening up on November 10th, this Friday, at 756 South 4th Street in St. Louis. Ryan, thanks for joining the show, and thanks for being a part of the Mazadcast. Hey, Rum Gums. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to be a part of it. Love the show. I'm yeah. sure you guys never hear that from anybody. But no, it's I kinda rare. Do. I kind of <laughs> love it, so happy to be a part of it. So tell us a little bit about this bar. What's it going to be like? Uh, what's the atmosphere and all that sort of thing? Yeah, so it's going to be a kick-ass time. Like you said, we're opening uh, this this Friday, November 10th, uh, right after the Mizzou-Iowa State game. We'll have that on, and then we'll have live honky-tonk music every night. So if you're familiar, if anybody's familiar with Nashville, Tennessee, and the old honky-tonks, we're going to have live country music. There's not a There's not a country bar in town, and it's, I should say, I like to say honky-tonk because country kind of sometimes you get the idea that it's a big open warehouse with a bunch of blue hairs doing line dances and shit like that and that's not <laughs> what we are mm-hmm. uh, a little bit smaller venue so we can pack the house get real close to the uh entertainers on stage uh so we'll have bands from st louis and the surrounding areas from nashville from illinois just about anywhere where people are coming through playing uh good classic country music and uh should be a good time so and you're close to uh, Bush Stadium, is that right, on 4th Street? Yes. Yeah, so if anybody's familiar with uh, you know downtown St. Louis, Cardinal fans or whatever, we're south of Bush Stadium, about three blocks. There's a bar right next to us called Broadway Oyster Bar, which is a really cool staple in here in St. Louis. It's uh, blues and jazz, live music, so we're basically right behind that on 4th Street. So it's all in that neighborhood and uh, definitely within – three blocks walking distance of Bush Stadium. So, Well, one thing that we are interested in is uh, we know that the uh, Mizzou Tigers are likely going to be up there this March during the SEC basketball tournament, and uh, we've talked a little bit off air about uh, being up there ourselves and possibly per- doing our first live show at the uh, Game 6 Honky Tonk during uh, what could be one of the greatest Mizzou basketball seasons of all time, but we're not getting our hopes up or anything. Well- yeah, well, I mean, it should be right. That's, mm-hmm. that's what we're expecting. Nothing less. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna send a buddy of mine to Vegas on a flight and our dollars in his hand to take 
for the Tigers to win it all. So I don't know if that's stupid, if that's a horn. I don't know what that is, but it just I'm makes damn sense to me for this Friday. That's just fine fiscal planning, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's my investment strategy. Mm-hmm. There's, Wait there's, till the Mizzou team has some hype. And then bet everything you've got on. Yeah. <laughs> All I know about financial planning is the two best ways to get rich are open a bar and restaurant, and then put a bunch of money down in Vegas. <laughs> Those are on Mizzou. Yeah, one and two on Mizzou. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nobody wins if you bet on Duke or somebody <laughs> like that. You gotta bet on Mizzou because that's where the money is. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, in all reality, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This March, it should be if the if the Tigers come out and uh, get live up to any of their hype. Uh, should have pretty good product on the on the court this year. And so here in March, uh, I don't know how we St. Louis was able to figure out how to host this tournament out of the SEC, uh, being as as far west as we are for all those states. But we found a way to do it, and it just so happens that uh, we should have a pretty good squad. So that whole week on bonkers up here. And like I said, I guess that those games will be at Scott Trade Center, which uh, we're closer to Bush Stadium, but we're only about 10 or 12 blocks from, from Scott Trade. So it's all right downtown, and it should be you know, four or five-day event, however long they stretch that SEC tournament out. So I'd love to have you guys come up and uh, take over the spot and have a live broadcast and piss some people off. and. Mm-hmm. Make some friends and enemies. Hey, that's what we're good have at. A good old time. Yeah. Hey, hey, Ryan, I want to yeah. ask you. There's a rumor going around that for Mazadcast oh, fans that come to the bar and tell you they're a Mazadcast fan, there's a free martini olive in it for them. <laughs> or, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We got a whole jar. We got we got a whole jar of martini olives just for that. There's a sticker. You guys sent me the stickers. Mm-hmm. I've got a sticker mm-hmm. on the side of that jar. So there's those don't go in any other drinks. It's only for Mazadcast fans. So, awesome. Uh, these I, olives are the greatest olives, like Trump-style olives, the greatest olives you've ever They're seen. huge. Tremendous. And taste it. <laughs> well, it's I'm hoping. It's going to be great. I hope you've invested wisely because you're going to get rid of at least 10 to 12 olives. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. They've got a shelf life. They've yeah. Shelf life. We can grow, grow into it. Yeah. yeah. We'll grow into it. All right. Well, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to meeting those handful of fans. I know there's a couple of them in St. Louis, yeah. at least I've heard. So if they happen to show up amongst the other folks in there, uh, I just ask them to wear their sticker on, on their left chest so that I can, so <laughs> I can spot them. them out in the crowd mm-hmm. and I can go get a handful of those olives. Uh, <laughs> now it's a handful. Well. The Zodcast fans, it keeps getting better and better. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I just we might even go bobbing for bobbing for olives. We just we just dunk the whole head in there, and as many as you come away with, it's it's all it's all you. You it's know, very generous of you. <laughs> Let's do it. So, boys, before you let me go, I was kind of busy this week. We had a soft opening, so on Saturday I was running around like crazy man. But every time I turned around, I, I saw Mizzou scored another touchdown on Florida. That's it's right. Just like every time I looked, it was like, is this real life? I didn't. So what happened? What the hell was it? You know what? We don't know, but it just turned out, <laughs> turned out to be a victory. Ryan, that's just how we do. That's, a, that's unbelievable. <laughs> I was like, this isn't – I thought we'd – I don't know what we were. I thought it was a time zone or something that we – maybe the time chain. Maybe we traveled. I don't – I was like – yeah, they look like the same players, kind of, but this score is a uh, total fuck-up. Well, it was, it, it, it was crazy. It blew my mind. It's 2017. I, to be honest, I just stopped watching. It's 2017 still because Kansas got their ass blown out, so we still know it, it's in real time. You By formerly 0-18 Baylor, yeah. yeah. So we're still good. We're 2017. Everything is real. I'm going to try to petition okay. to make sure we can play Florida every week now. 
<laughs> that that not that'd be nice. And if we can get new interim coaches that don't give a damn on the sidelines, that'd be even better. Well, it's highly Coach possible. Jones, I guess he's kind of that way. So maybe this weekend we can we can do the same. I just want to look. I just want to see the stupid look on his face. Yeah, we, and we got to make that same team shows up again. We got to make sure I mean, next weekend guy. that there's there's no Rocky Top being played in that bar either. Oh, there there will be no Rocky Top. Mm-hmm. No well, Rocky Top. Well, Ryan, uh, well, anything? Gentlemen, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm and looking forward to it. So, uh, I'm sure to have you guys out here and uh, getting rolling. Yeah, we are too. And so, uh, like I said, November 10th, this Friday, is the official opening of the uh, Game 6 Honky Tonk Joint. We love the name. And uh, be sure to mention you're a Mazzotcast fan and get you that olive. They're good and salty. And the pimento comes free. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thanks, Ryan. We're looking forward to heading out there. All right, General. Yeah, back to the bullshit. We'll take it easy, guys. <laughs> All right, bye. See ya. All right, let's listen to some happy fans now. Should we uh, switch it over to uh, the old mailbag? Sure. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. All right, let's get to our first voicemail of the day. Hey guys, just calling to say I just saw the uh, most incredible thing happen. Just watching the Mizzou game and Jamon Moore caught a pass in a game against an SEC opponent. So, uh, yeah, moving up in the world, uh, good for him. Uh, MIC. Yeah, that is like kind of like seeing a Yeti. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah. very rare and it's a special <laughs> thing when it happens. Sure. But you guys only post the number when we lose. <laughs> it was a good win for Mizzou. I didn't think uh, this would happen against Florida, but it did. Happy for him. And I think we can win out. I really do. I'm sure I'll get a letdown somewhere because it wasn't today. I sure as hell thought it would be. Even at the half, I thought I'd be let down. But it didn't happen. <laughs> Team looked good. Three locks through a shitty interception to begin the game like he always does. Which is fine. That's how he gets, gets himself psyched up. AC, mm-hmm. yeah, he got uh, all the penalties that he should get. I don't know why that guy's on the field. Why don't we uh, bench him? Don't know. But Tennessee is garbage. So is Vanderbilt. So is Arkansas. They almost lost to uh, Coastal Carolina, some bullshit team like that. It'd be an easy sleep the rest of the way. I didn't think I would be saying this at this point in the season, but hashtag give Barry Odom a chance. That's all I got. Wow. Thanks, guys. I feel like he ha- he brings that um, Missouri fan mentality, like he's just ready for that kick in the nuts that he knows it's coming. <laughs> yeah, it feels good today. Yep, no no kick today. Holy fuck, we actually won a game no. versus an SEC opponent. This is like revolutionary, I swear. They really should like, let eight-year-olds listen to the show. This is a Florida? tiny baby boy. <laughs> Bro, that's a total shit train. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, thank you for listening, uh, although you're, you're gonna you have to, bad parents. You're going to need to sign waiver to call back in from your adult parents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really feel like I should have talked about most of the things I've talked about in the show if I knew that guy was listening. Yeah, today or, or ever. young man, I should say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks like a real football game. Didn't look sloppy. Didn't look stupid. I'm real happy. That was some good shit. That's some real good shit. Florida's down. They still have tremendous athletes on the field. Pound for pound, they have more talent than we do, and we fucking wax that. Hey, <laughs> M-I-Z. C-O-U. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like the tenor. Barry Odom for president. <laughs> oh, Anyone boy. Anyone notice that the turnaround really started when that board that they hold up while the team is on offense was changed from numbers to pictures? and other kind of stuff, I think that's key. 
You can't have one of those boards of numbers. You gotta have it with cool signs like the Tiger logo, a Coca-Cola can, Abner Doubleday, just all kinds of random stuff up there. That's what makes winning teams those cool boards on offense. That's a conspiracy it's a, theory. It's a it's a Cracker Barrel menu, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's a theory. My uh, my running theory was that uh, Barry Odom setting the locker room on fire worked. Yeah, we gave him so much shit for that, mm-hmm. but apparently, yeah, it turned everything around. The turnaround was Waltz went away. Yeah, did they get rid of him? Yeah, Waltz he, is no well, more. I have not been to a game. Waltz is gone. Mm-hmm. He just disappeared. He, Holy I shit. think Truman, has nobody driven drawn this 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 parallel parallel yet. I, I just Jasper. I just did. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think Wal Jasper. Somebody on the Caleb. Ah. Yeah. You know what they did to him? And we fucking waxed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wax that ass. Yeah, Walt is gone. Locker rooms. What he was doing to the turf seemed a bit R rated. Well, I heard Truman game. fucked him to death and then buried him <laughs> under the stadium. Well, it looks like Walt knew how to do that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys, that has been this week's mailbag. A lot happier. Why don't we take our final break for the day and then we will get back to some uh, Kansas news and go around the horn with the SEC. A lot of show left. Fresh beers. This is the Mazzotcast. <laughs> Founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No, our blades are f***ing great. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. Alright, this one comes to us from uh, Substance Abuse. The uh, song's called Rear View. And again, Mizodcast at gmail.com to get your music in here for our intros. And we're going to lead in from that to a little bit of Kansas news. Well, I always heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. Our first story. Overland Park babysitter defends herself after being shamed for smoking a taquito. I'm just super confused by that whole sentence. Mm -hmm. Well, let's let's dig in deeper. Uh, (laughs) Add this to a growing list of weird things that makes people famous. In Sarah Holder's case, it's a taquito. Fame found the Overland Park teen on Saturday when... The husband of the woman for whom she babysits saw Sarah driving through the neighborhood with what he thought was a cigar in her mouth. The husband told his wife, and the wife texted Sarah. Hey, sweetie, Sarah's babysitting boss wrote, Randy's out mowing when he said he noticed you driving, smoking a cigar of some sort. What business is that is hers? <laughs> well, she went on to say, <laughs> but the- A lot of children live on the street, so I will speak on their behalf and request that you keep your habits private oh, from the kids. Oh, she's a hero. Yes. Oh, I correct. see. Okay. To which Sarah replied, hey, I was just eating a taquito. No bad habits here. 
Although I would say probably not great for your health to, to eat a taquito. <laughs> well, that was fucking delicious. So, yeah, it was. It was confusing. Like, how do you smoke a taquito? Do no. I not know what a taquito is? I thought I did. I was getting my master built out. I'm going to smoke one when I got home tonight. <laughs> she, like Copper Chef, you can make that, baby. <laughs> she inserted a sweaty smiley face emoji for emphasis. Then Sarah tweeted that exchange. Of course she did. To her followers, no, my whole neighborhood is gossiping about my quote-unquote, smoking habit. Boom. Her taquito tail went viral with more than 56,000 retweets as of Monday, nearly 285,000 likes. Again, I'm just shocked that anyone would think this is their business. Now Sarah's babysitting boss is apparently hiding in a neighborhood witness protection program. I feel bad because, in my opinion, my neighbor is crazy nice. I get where she's coming from, Sarah told BuzzFeed. She hasn't responded, I'm assuming, out of embarrassment. Well, again, like, are you not allowed to smoke in your car? She's going to talk for all children? You know, I mean, what, what world are we living in? Mm. Well, this is Kansas, by the way. The, the, the mother of the, was, who was texting her smoke, was, yeah. was smoking crack or, well, more likely methamphetamines mm-hmm. while she was chastising this girl for eating a taquito, which she thought was a cigar. And that's a good, very good point, Colin. <laughs> well, let's give us some event news coming up here in Kansas. Whiskey Dicks holding Testicle Festival on Saturday. That's right. The place is called Whiskey Dicks. Mm-hmm. There's no easy way to say this. I'm just going to say it. Whiskey Dicks is having a testicle festival. It's happening on Saturday at a bar on Seneca, and it's a fundraiser that's offering all-you-can-eat Rocky Mountain oysters, also known as calf fries or bull fries, for or $20. Also known as balls. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's another thing they're called. Though it's giggle-inducing to talk about dining on these particular pieces of anatomy. Many people do, and they're actually somewhat common delicacy in Kansas. No, I don't doubt they're a delicacy in Kansas. <laughs> yeah, prairie dog fries are most commonly consumed. Listen, we like to give Kansas a lot of shit. Missouri has got its own. They've got this, obviously. We all, mm-hmm. but, and I've got a lot of friends that are like, ooh, you should have some Rocky Mountain oysters with me. Or, hey, do you want to have some of this squirrel I shot? I feel like all of this stuff negates the fact that there are grocery stores now. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, settlers and stuff ate this shit because, well, it was what was available. Mm-hmm. You know, like, let's, I'm fucking starving. We're on our way to Oregon in a fucking covered wagon. So, yeah, that raccoon looks pretty appetizing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, for at least the last couple of years, there's been these things called grocery store and they sell hamburger. Why are we eating these things? Mm-hmm. It seems it makes no sense. Yeah, the need for nuts is the. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Like, mm, frog legs. Like, if you're going to eat nuts, it's turkey nuts are the best. Yeah, well, anyway, I mean, you don't ever eat listen, the frog nut. legs, turkey nuts, cows, whatever. They all, I'm sure they all taste great. Mm-hmm. In fact, I know they do, which mm-hmm. says something about me. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, completely unnecessary. <laughs> completely unnecessary. Well, Whiskey Dick's owner, John Dwyer, said this is the second testicle festival he's put on at the bar, and he hopes to make it an annual event. A testicle festival seems like an obvious fit, he said. It works together, he said. It has a good feel. It just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, Whiskey Dick's talking about the name or the nuts? (laughs) Yeah, all of it sounds great. Well, next story. If fried testicles are not your thing, Colin, let's get to some other delicacies Kansas has to offer. This is a little recipe that comes to us from the Wichita Eagle, and this is some of their finest gourmet cooking here. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos, star of new Wichita dishes. Flaming Hot Cheetos are trouble all on their own. They're an unholy orange-pink hue. They turn your fingers into a wand of fire. You need several liters of water nearby while you snack, and they're inexplicably addictive. Add them to a plate of already fabulous Mexican food, and things start to get interesting. This is a story that someone wrote. Mm -hmm. That's right, in the Wichita Eagle. Recently, I was alerted to the Reverie Coffee Roasters owner, Andy Gu, who was crazy about a new dish at Lina's Mexican Restaurant. Inspired by the flaming hot new trend in California that customers are asking about, the owners decided to begin offering hot Cheeto fries. 
and I had to try them. I guess this just speaks to how slow the news cycle has been mm-hmm. lately. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just nothing to report Well, on. it speaks to me like <laughs> this, is, this is what they offer as gourmet food in Kansas. Yeah, Cheetos. <laughs> Flaming hot Cheetos. They're a new thing in my house. My 12-year-old daughter who rejects all spicy food I serve her is somehow crazy about Flaming Hot Cheetos and craves them above all other snacks. If I make the mistake of stealing one from her, I have hard time stopping myself. And it feels like shit in a blowtorch the mm-hmm. next day. Now, this was a fad in California in 1997. And it's just now reaching <laughs> yeah. Wichita. Mm-hmm. The, have you tried these new things called Pringles? Mm-hmm. They're terrific. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> they just started tight rolling their jeans last week. <laughs> Big. Well, wash them down tips. with this new dessert they're selling, Snickers bars. The hot Cheeto fries sell for $8.99 and a burrito is $6.99. They're available at Linus at East Central. One word of Morning, don't overdo it. The fries are big enough to be shared, and they do not travel well. And they will give you flaming diarrhea. I was going to say, your asshole would hurt. It's Mexican and flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, Yeah, I I would imagine it's like trying to take a dump and pass a lit blowtorch. Linus, by the way, is not the only Wichita eatery experimenting with hot Cheetos. Of course it's not. not. It's a Mm -hmm. fucking, it's a sensation, Brendan. It's a phenomenon. Food truck Funky Monkey Munchies has them on several dishes in their menu, including the Chicano Tots. With nacho cheese, carne asada, pico de gallo. What's the Spanish word for prairie dog? <laughs> mm, yeah. How are, yeah, how are they on prairie dog meat? <laughs> I, I'm really surprised that some super evangelical pastor in Kansas hasn't made the correlation between them being hot and the devil. I mean, I feel like sales could plummet if somebody makes that correlation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point because they do seem satanic and evil. Yeah, sure. All right. And our final Kansas news story for the day. Caleb, I believe Kansas had a big opportunity to get a win this week. They were playing 0-8 Baylor, so surely they brought out a victory today, did they not? 0-8. Yeah, they were playing 0-8 Baylor, and they were an underdog, actually, to 0-8 Baylor. I'm sure it was a barn burner. I mean, mm-hmm. they're two Yeah, I mean, it had uh, to be close. It, sure. it, it, it was uh, Baylor 38 and Kansas 9. Say again? 38-9. to 9. Huh. Yeah. Well, I'll wow. be dipped. I believe I saw that this was the first time an 0 and eight team was favored by a, more than a touchdown in a football game ever. Yeah, you should have uh, Caleb the Greek to this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you should have taken well, the over. I mean, I, it was, just felt like it was too easy. I just assumed that everybody is betting uh, against Kansas and is taking the other team and the points because if you're not, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Baylor laid eight points, going winless, and still covered. Mm-hmm. Wow. By, by a lot. By yeah, a lot. By, by a fair stretch. That's a bad look for Kansas. They've got their one win against, was it Rhode Island or something like that? In the I, just, early I just can't imagine what the suicide rate in that state's going to be if the like the basketball team falls on hard mm, times. Not high enough. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, sad day for Kansas again, as it always is every Sunday. But this has been Kansas News. So why don't we uh, roll into some good football now and go to Around the Horn with the SEC. Jesus! Loves football. What do you got for us, Caleb? But whoa, 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 whoa! Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in there. We've got another yeah, guest we need I'm, to bring in. Yeah, I didn't drag this guy all the way over here mm. for nothing. Yeah, Colin, why don't you start him up? Heavy as a lead balloon. All right, it is the Paul Feinbot. <laughs> Nick Saban. Nick Saban. All right, Paul, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. You ready to do this? Let's get started. Okay. Now, Caleb, what have you got? Uh, First on the schedule was Mississippi State playing UMass, which I'm pretty sure UMass's mascot is the premature ejaculators. Yes, sir. Is what they are, the mm-hmm. Minutemen, mm-hmm. I believe. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, oh, that's so, what that means. Yeah. I always yeah. wondered. Yeah, that's that's what it means. You're right. Uh, 
Uh, they could have called them the two pump chumps. Yeah, that would have been a much better mascot. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Mississippi State wins this game 34-23 to in a closer <laughs> game than I thought. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, thought, they didn't look good. Uh, Mississippi State, what the fuck are they? Well, I believe the Minutemen were leading through a good part of yes, this Yes, they game. were. Mm-hmm. But as usual, they came a little early. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they shot their one a little too early. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next is Auburn playing Texas A&M. This was going to be an interesting one, I think, we thought. Well, you know, we talked about Kevin Sumlin maybe saving his job, but, uh, you know, his seat, mm-hmm. I feel like, is still very hot, while Barry Odom's tends to be cooling. Mm-hmm. Well, Kevin Sumlin's seat got hotter because Auburn won 42-27. to 27. Yeah, that was a big win. And I think they may have covered, too. It was a big spread. Yes, it, I believe it was. And uh, continues not to be able to win after the middle of October, basically. Or certainly November. You're right about that. No, I know I'm right, Paul. In a game that I almost gave, okay. gave you for a uh, bet last week was Vandy and Western Kentucky. Uh, Vandy won 31-17, to which was 14 points, and they did not cover that. Vanderbilt. Yeah, fourteen and a half. Mm, mm. Close. Vanderbilt at the beginning of the season, I would have told you, I thought were you know maybe trending upward a little bit. I mean, I certainly wasn't going to predict him to do anything, but mm-hmm. no, they're Vanderbilt still. They are still very much Vanderbilt. I'm not predicting them to win the SEC. No, 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 no nor is anyone else, Paul. Uh, the number one team in the country played South Carolina, and apparently South Carolina is not as good as some of their fans think they are because they lost twenty four to ten. Yeah, I don't see how they yes, think they were that good. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I when I was looking for sour grapes tweets about Missouri, Florida, I was shocked to find how many South Carolina fans were giving Missouri shit about winning this game and mm-hmm. and how they were not as good as we think we are because they beat us. I'm like, why are you guys even getting involved in this conversation right now? <laughs> but, yeah, uh, oh whatever. They're an awful fan base, and uh, I think Caleb, uh, you can add that to the list that we were talking about earlier of awful, awful fan base. You're right about that. Can't wait to beat them. Then we had Ole Miss playing Kentucky. Two teams that are middling, I guess you would say. Uh, Ole Miss wins thirty-seven to thirty-four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kentucky in a last-second field Boy, goal. This this dream season for Kentucky seems to be falling apart. Oh, they're so good this year. This is Kentucky's year. This is them. This is one of the basketball do it. starts this week. Yeah, it right. all is better. Yep, it all mm-hmm. goes away. Does the football team, is that considered Big Blue Nation, too, or is no. it just basketball? I honestly don't know if they continue to play football once the basketball team start, well, yeah, starts they playing. They just quit. They just stop the season at that point, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then we had Tennessee playing Southern Miss, not mm-hmm. an SEC school. Mm-hmm. Well, they probably blast them by 50. Oh, mm-hmm. You'd think they would. Tennessee's a big SEC school. Yeah, mm-hmm. big, big, big school. Championship caliber. Championships of life. They've Championship won life. the world a couple times, I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, they... Uh, they won by 14, 24 to 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not that convincing. No. But Butch Jones lives to play another day, <laughs> thankfully. To fight another day. Mm-hmm. And I saved the best one for last because I did take interest in this game about halfway through the first quarter. It was Arkansas playing Coastal Carolina, who we spoke about last week at length because the Chiefs had a quarterback that uh, played for Coastal Carolina. And I was so disappointed uh, when a fan, of course, said it was Tyler Thigpen. Mm -hmm. Of course it was. How did I not know that? But, uh, yeah. So Arkansas, again, I'm sure handled business there, beat them, what, 14, 21, how many points did they put a beat them by? Well, I can tell you this. Deep into the fourth quarter, I tweeted out that Coastal Carolina had their dick stuck very deep in Burt's ass. Mm, now, that's a hard place to get to. Very, very deep, yes. <laughs> it, it takes a lot to get there. you got to have some junk. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> they pulled it out of there. Oh, no. <laughs> Barely. Arkansas wins 39-38. Oh, man. Wow. One-point victory. Yeah. Oof. 
That's rough. I think people are not talking about how how hot Bert Seed is. Is just because like everybody just says like how are they how are they going to get rid of him? How they, they, they they can't afford to buy him out. They won this game on an eighty. I mean, basically on an eighty-eight yard run on one play is how they got back into it. So I mean, it wasn't because they came charging back. They broke a tackle and got eighty-eight yards, or they lose to Coastal Carolina. Man, that's mm-hmm. a shame they didn't lose. I would enjoy that. Mm-hmm. That is all in the schedule in the SEC this week. All right. Well, what do we got coming up this week, Caleb? Well, we have Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. Oh, we remember them from a few weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've been around all year playing the SEC, getting beat, mm-hmm. hanging in some games early. They're going to go visit Ole Miss this week. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Ole Miss should get an opportunity to uh, pad the record a little bit, maybe get to 500. I'm going to pick Louisiana Lafayette Ooh. for shits and giggles. Colin, what do you think? Uh, Old Miss. And Paul? Old Miss. Okay. Arkansas is going to visit LSU. Mm-hmm. Bloodletting. Down in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and this is not LSU's year, but uh, Arkansas is the worst. I'm just going to make the suggestion right now. Get an uh, inflatable pool from Dollar General, uh, fill it with cocoa butter, and make Bert and Coach Ogeron strip down to their skivvies and wrestle. Because I would watch that more than I want to watch this football game. Next time I'll have my shirt on. <laughs> Don't want you to have your shirt on, Coach O. One of my mottos: not make the same mistake twice. Well, uh, have you have you wrestled fucking <laughs> Bert before? I was, but that's I'd rather watch that. But uh, I feel like LSU is going to you know destroy them. Fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd pay pay per view prices for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right. Where is that? Is that in Arkansas or is that? Uh, it's at LSU, I believe. They call it the Bayou because it runs right by your house. <laughs> All right. And then uh, we have Florida visiting South Carolina. Mm, Florida. Florida. Yeah. I want they Florida to win this game. Yeah. <laughs> Come back and beat yeah. South Carolina. Shut those fuckers up. Mm-hmm. It'll be confusing if they do. But uh, I'm I, after what we saw out of Florida this week, I can't pick him ever again. I Did don't. anybody else notice that uh, Florida's coach looked like the black Gary Pinkle? If you put a visor in that guy, mm-hmm. it was pretty pretty freaky. I saw that picture that was posted, and mm-hmm. it, spot on. <laughs> it looked spot like Gary off. Pinkle. It did. And then the number one team in the country, Georgia, visits Auburn. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think Georgia's not going to have any problem with Auburn. No, I believe they win also. Georgia. This, this is one of those classic games, though, where... Georgia. Georgia's. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, but just teams team, you know what I mean? Like every year there's these teams that are like look like their trajectory is heading straight to the playoffs and then they lose a game they shouldn't. You know, TCU did it what last week. Every year somebody does it. Every year Ohio somebody shits the bed. Mm-hmm. And this seems like a perfect opportunity for Georgia to I mean, I think they've got their eye on the prize. They're number one in the nation mm. to shit the bed. I think Georgia is going to win the East. Well, I think that goes without saying now, Paul, but do you think they're going to beat Auburn? He's been in rant mode lately. I have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Kentucky goes to Vanderbilt. Not a far drive. Wow, that's a... This is just a shitty game. <laughs> yeah, a Who the fuck order. is going to watch that game? I'm just going to be honest with you. That's a terrible game. Like There'll be Jay lots Cutler? of fans because yeah, because it's in Nashville. Like You go because you can go to Broadway afterwards. Mm-hmm. You can go to Broadway even without going to the football yeah. game, which is I would have fully endorsed. Yes, it's a great place to be. In terms of great matchups in college football history, this will not qualify... <laughs> You are correct, sir. The only thing great about this is the goddamn hot chicken in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And then we have University of New Mexico visiting Kevin Sumlin in Texas A&M. University <laughs> of New Mexico. Yeah, I think we can get Sumlin a win this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what I have to say. Texas A&M. Thanks, Paul. And then the final game is Alabama versus Mississippi State. Alabama. 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 
a rested Alabama team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's going to be ugly, I think, uh, for Mississippi State mm-hmm. and the dogs. Yeah, it's, I mean, at this point, it's always Alabama. It will always be Alabama, <laughs> like mm-hmm. the picks. So Nick Saban. I think Nick Saban enjoys having Georgia at number one. It gives him something to strive oh, for. You know what I, I mean? I completely agree, Caleb. I mean, if you're talking about a guy who wants bulletin board material and very rarely gets it, I mean, at some point he's bl- getting angry at the press because they're too positive about Alabama. I mean, this is a guy searching for for cannon fodder. He is beloved. He is a likable person. No, he is not Paul, but mm-hmm. the, the, he has gotten exactly what he wants. I'm sure he has n- not stopped talking about how Georgia is ranked above them. Nick Saban. How do you put a chip on the shoulder of the team that whips everybody's ass? I don't know. Well, I, Nick Saban's probably found it. Okay. And that's the end of the schedule besides the Mizzou and Tennessee game. Okay. This is all we've been waiting for all year, really, because when the season started going south, we're like, our Super Bowl is beating Tennessee mm-hmm. because fuck Tennessee. Well, fuck Caleb, Boone you might Jones. be saying, why? You know what I mean? Why Tennessee? I mean, obviously, Arkansas is the rival they want us to have. Mm-hmm. It's because of what we told you earlier, because Tennessee, from the point we got to this conference, has their fans have been as vitriolic to Mizzou mm-hmm. as any program. Dismissive in the and oh, terrible. Gosh. And we've beaten them a lot. Yeah, and that's uh, the, part of the reason it makes them so awful. It's like it's one thing to take a little grief from a good football program, mm-hmm. <laughs> but Tennessee yeah. has been perpetually garbage. They have not won the SEC East since nope. we've been in this conference. No. In fact, they've not even come close. Yeah, they've been terrible since we got here. A funny thing about Tennessee, I spent some time in Nashville. So you have all the Broadway bars. Every band knows the song Rocky Top down there. Mm -hmm. And they play on tips. And they will play Rocky Top 25 times a night in those bars on purpose because they know somebody from another SEC school will pay big money for them to stop playing Rocky Top. It's the greatest fucking racket of all time. And then some dumb Tennessee fan will pay $200 to hear it again. I think it would be cheaper just to throw a chair at the band when they start playing yeah. it. That would be my go-to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, t- Tennessee fans, I know a little bit about them from being down there, and, and they will throw money around just to hear a stupid fucking song. Well, at this point, it's all they've got. What's up with that? I don't know. <laughs> all righty, so uh, we, what are your predictions? What do you think, Missouri and Tennessee? 35-17 Mizzou. Mm, I like that bet. 38-13. I, I like that bet. Do you? Mm-hmm. I'm shocked, Paul. I mm-hmm. can't believe you're not picking Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To win the East. Yeah. I don't care what the odds are. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I um, I also think Missouri will win. I think it might be a little bit closer. I'm going to say 34-24. And, Paul, you indicated that you might like Missouri in this game. We're a little surprised to hear it. Are you going to watch this one? I'll pass on watching the Missouri game. Yeah, obviously. So, But you think Missouri can win? Tennessee. Yeah, okay. Well, that makes more sense. Programming was a little off earlier. No, I'm not an expert. All right. I guess, guys, uh, if that's it, this has been Around the Horn with the SEC. The last thing we have to do before we wrap up this show is give out our two awards. The first award, sponsored by Schlafly's Beer, is the TJ Moe Douche of the Week. All right. Who would you nominate this week for Douche of the Week? Florida fans? Mm, That's a good bet. Yeah, that's not too bad. I'm going to suggest Paul Feinbaum. Yeah, when he said he didn't even pick us to win our spring game. Yeah, we I mean, jokingly, usually he lo- he plays a little closer to the vest about how Grant, um, we know he hates Missouri. Mm-hmm. He dismisses Missouri as much as or more than anyone. But yeah, when he said I didn't pick Mizzou to even win their spring game, hilarious, so funny. So I think that'll earn him a spot he's for the, me. He's the central nervous system of this of this attitude that Mizzou doesn't mm-hmm. belong mm-hmm. and that they're not competitive ever, despite shot, the fact that we shot. yeah, despite the fact that we are. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like it just doesn't make any sense. But yeah. I, I don't know how long Missouri will have to be in the SEC or 
how competitive we'll have to be in those years to ever be considered part of the SEC, but it's a long way away. If it's certainly for Paul. Yeah. All right. Are you guys comfortable with that? Mm -hmm. Uh, Paul Feinbaum. Douche of the week. Douche of the week. All right. A more important award is the Game 6 Honky Tonk sponsored Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game. Now it's time for Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game. Man, oh man, we got to, maybe we get Kirk Farmer to show up to the Game 6 Honky Tonk mm. and sign autographs, take pictures boy, oh boy. with the kids. You know? Let's work on that. We I could mean, sell pieces of his hair. Oh my God. Oh, put it, put it in a Ziploc bag. Oh, Golden God. locks. Uh, who could afford it? I'm not sure scissors will cut it. No. I don't think. Uh, have you seen that stuff? How do you get a comb through it? Mm. Beautiful, though. Yeah, Beautiful. it really is. Let's not get distracted, guys, from, <laughs> by Kirk Farmer's hair. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. Let's pick a winner. Who do you have to nominate? I mean, I think we had Drew Locke last week, and deservedly so. Um, I don't know. We got Lair Roundtree and, and Ish Witter, who were the two headed monster that really ran the ball and I think set up the win as much as the passing game altogether. Yeah, I mean, I think you got Drew Locke and. The running back. I mean, Terry Beckner Jr. played very well, but the defense still wasn't to a point where I'm ready to go. Yeah, they deserve a Kirk Farmer's. I mean, yeah. it's Kirk Farmer's hair, people. Yeah, hey, <laughs> we could, a high we could give old Coach Berry one one of these weeks and give him some hair. Well, he's yeah. not a player though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, well, not get, lately. He's been yeah. wanting to suit up. He did yeah. get his uniform out to suit up. So yeah, that's true. I, I was impressed with the defense, but I, I don't know if there's one person that stood out. Yeah, Roundtree was probably mine. Mm-hmm. What are the? What, how many did Round? I mean, Roundtree looked good, but did he really have a two touchdowns, run-off? eighty-two uh, yards rushing? Him I believe. and Hitch had the same amount of yards rushing. Yeah, very identical. evenly spread. But he, but he busted. I thought he had three. Two, did he have three? Three he, touchdowns, he and they they both had eighty-two or eighty-five yards. Well, yeah, Roundtree Ish got is. into the end zone on a on a reception. But yeah, let's go ahead and give it to Roundtree. He had a good game. Yeah, his first. His first. Uh, hopefully, if many Kirk Farmer's hair player of the games will get the golden locks. All right, congratulations to Larry Roundtree the third. All right, guys, so let's wrap this thing up. Uh, we have, you know, we're really happy to have our new sponsors on board: Schlafly Beer and Game Six Honky Tonk in St. Louis, downtown, opening up Friday, November tenth. Where you can buy a Schlafly beer, absolutely on yeah. sale there. Get mm-hmm. some, get it while it's fresh. The two best things on the planet mm-hmm. come together. And leave us a review on iTunes. We're very close to getting into the forties of reviews now. We're getting very close to catching Paul Feinbaum on the number of iTunes reviews. That's mm-hmm. our big goal of ours. Yeah. And uh, as always, you can send us an email, mazodcast at gmail dot com, or you can tweet us at mazodcast. And one thing somebody has mentioned to me. This week, Colin, is that we always tweet out our phone number that people can call in and leave sure. us voicemails, but we never mention it actually on the show. So if they're not on Twitter. Yeah, that, we have a lot of listeners who, who aren't on Twitter. If you want to call the show, write this down. Our number is 314-896-3849. And that number again, rewind because I just said it. It's a podcast. <laughs> always, you can call us anytime, day or night, during the week. Leave us a voicemail. We'll get it on the show if we can. Uh, if you really want to get on the show, make sure it's not a 15-minute diatribe about the Tigers because we've had a few of those, too. Yeah, yeah, we sure have. Remember, basketball season starts the 10th. That's yeah. right. We're looking forward to that, and we will be podcasting more when basketball season gets underway. Pretty yeah. excited about Long, it. Long, exhaustive diatribes are my forum yeah so, that's uh, really colin's special don't be trying to steal my thunder callers mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys it's been a fun one a big blowout win for the tigers m-i-z z-o-u dollar dollar bill y'all the nba finals are heating up looking for hot takes on all the postseason action 
The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the Ultimate Finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 